You're listening to the Watermark Plano Reengage Ministry audio resources. To learn more about Reengage, such as Ministry Times and other Reengage resources, please visit watermark.org forward slash reengage. Today's talk comes from Chris and Celine Baird. Hey everybody, my name is Chris Baird, and this is my beautiful bride, Celine Baird. We've been married a little over five years, and are a blended family with one child, our daughter Jade, and she's seventeen. Love that picture. We are delighted to share with you the story of God's continued work in our lives and our marriage. Please pray with us. Father, we we just thank you for this opportunity to share what you have done and restoring brokenness and healing hurts and showing grace and um, providing uh, forgiveness and um, just helping us be healed and um, drawing us closer to you, Lord. We thank you for your pursuit of us and your um, your great provision. Um, Lord, not to us, not to us, Lord, but to your name be the glory because of your love and faithfulness. Amen. I, I grew up in California with my mother and younger sister under very rough circumstances. As my mother regularly jumped in and out of dating relationships, a healthy marriage was not modeled for me. The, there, were, there was no spiritual influence in the home, and I did not have an earthly father or any male leadership. The childhood years were marked by abuse of every kind. After high school graduation, I enlisted into the Army and was stationed in Texas. After completing my enlistment, I moved to Dallas and started my career in information technology. I dated a lot, living out a lot of what I had seen at home growing up and searching for acceptance and love. I met my first wife online, and we moved in together not long after we met. I had no self-worth and was carrying a ton of pain from the abuse and hurt I experienced as a child. So it's not surprising that the marriage was unfulfilling for both of us and ended in divorce in early 2010. For a couple years after, I visited a lot of churches until a friend invited me to come to Watermark in September 2012. While the first visit didn't appeal to me, I came back the next weekend, heard uh, JP speak, and was hooked. I jumped into a men's Bible study and joined a single men's community group. For the most part, I grew up in El Paso. This is where my dad was stationed for the last time as he retired from the Army. I'm also an adult child of an alcoholic father. I did not realize that the daily drinking that occurred was not normal until after I moved out and started life apart from my childhood environment. My dad started drinking at the age of 10, um, 10 years old, when he lost his parents. Due to the effects of alcoholism, I never knew what to expect from one day to the next. My home life became predictably unpredictable. My parents were constantly arguing. Most of the arguments ended with my dad leaving the house. Needless to say, conflict resolution was not demonstrated for me. To drown out the sounds of chaos, I found security in isolation by retreating to my room. Back then, as long as I did what I was told, things would go well for me and I would receive conditional love. That conditional love marked the beginning of my struggle with people-pleasing. 
After high school, I moved to Arlington. I was in an unhealthy relationship, and we lived together throughout college. I struggled with feelings of unworthiness, like nobody else would love me. Ignoring the warning signs, I married him after graduation. That marriage later ended in divorce. The divorce left me with a single parent to my sweet P. Jade. Growing up, I knew of Christ and occasionally went to church, but I never thought about having a relationship with him. I didn't know how to have one. After all, I didn't even have a relationship with my earthly father, who was tangible. God began working in my life when he strategically placed his people in my path to lead me to him. The first Sunday I visited Watermark, a woman shared about how God changed her life through Someone Cares, a recovering ministry for women who have had been hurt by past abortions. I thought I had worked through both, both of my abortions, but still found myself signing up for the class. I had no idea what I was getting myself into. It was an emotional roller coaster. As we continued through the curriculum, I realized I had not worked through my pain. I numbed it. I vividly remembering having a breakdown during one of the lessons. It was at this time I accepted Christ as my Lord and Savior. During the study, I learned Isaiah 118a. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. The thought of the Lord picking me up and cleaning my bloody stains was comforting, and I trusted the Lord. I was a new creation and could feel the weight of guilt and shame lifting. I wish I could say I immediately walked away from my selfishness, lack of trust, and sinful desires. Living with one foot in the world and the other in church was miserable. That began to change when I went to Watermark's Biblical Recovering Ministry, Regeneration. I'd always struggled with it, with guilt, shame, low self-worth, and accepting God's forgiveness. But by refusing to accept forgiveness and restoration, I was devaluing Christ's death on the cross for my sins. Learning to rest in the fact that his grace paid for all my sins was a game changer. By the time I met Chris, I was emotionally healthy and in a good place spiritually with Christ. Some mutual friends introduced me to Celine, and I immediately saw how different she was from other people. She knew her value in Christ, <clears throat> and she demonstrated genuine sacrificial love for others. I knew God had captured her heart, and I intentionally pursued her with hopes of marriage. Celine wanted to date the seasons, or put another way, a full calendar year. <clears throat> but after 11 months, we were joyfully married in October 2013. However, during the honeymoon, the childhood hurts I had not yet dealt with began to surface and cause problems. After the honeymoon, the transition of Chris moving into my home was hard for me. I kept, keep in mind, Jade and I, we were used to our own routine for about nine years. And now we had to adjust to a man in the house. The more, the more stuff he brought in the house, it hit me, this is for real, and my space is being invaded quickly. I had to share my closet space. And that was a big deal. While I was aware of Chris's abuse, I did not realize how much an impact it would have on our sexual intimacy. Upon our return from the honeymoon, I encouraged Chris to attend MEND, a watermarks ministry for men who had been sexually abused. This time was challenging for both of us. My husband was hurting and my insecurities were heightened. This was out of my element and I didn't know how to help. So I sought counsel from other wives who were in the same situation. We've come a long way in this area since our honeymoon. There has been healing and freedom from old wounds. Over the next couple of years, things were good. 
We got along and enjoyed spending time with one another. Little did I know the turmoil Chris was hiding and the hidden burdens he was carrying. For over four years, I studied and memorized God's Word. I jumped into all the men's Bible studies and activities and even led in a few ministries. However, I was unable to share my faith with anyone. The hope I have in Christ. I couldn't understand why that was impossible for me. The truth is I cannot share my faith because I didn't have a faith to share. While I knew God was real and could see him actively working all around me, the slavery to hidden sins had blinded my eyes and hardened my heart. 1 John 1, 6 says, If we claim to have fellowship with him and yet walk into darkness, we lie and do not live out the truth. My time spent playing church did not make me a believer or follower of Christ, just a smarter sinner. In 2016, Celine and I started attending Reengage. The night we received our workbooks, I eagerly skimmed the pages to see what was coming up. I stopped flipping the pages and my heart raced. As I anxiously read chapter 6, Forgiveness in Action, God had sovereignly provided to me an opportunity and safe place to break free from the grip of sin. But the next six weeks were a secret war in my mind as I fearfully counted down the days. God continued to work in pursuit of my heart, and five weeks later, I found myself at the Regeneration Leaders Retreat. I could hear Jesus speak to me as I repeatedly read his words in Matthew eleven twenty eight. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. I desperately needed the rest, he promised, and I acknowledged my sin to the Lord. My heart was softened, and I made a commitment to confess everything to Celine. For the first time, I genuinely acknowledged my need for a Savior and accepted Jesus' free gift of salvation. The day after the retreat, I sat with Celine as we talked about Chapter 6 of our Reengage homework. I confessed to her my addiction to pornography, lust of women, and material possessions, and the lies covering up my depravity. It was in this moment that I finally trusted in Christ and moved toward him in belief and action. After Chris's confession, I felt like a bus hit me. Knowing Chris's background, I kept asking him all the normal questions one asked during dating. Do you struggle with porn? Are you addicted to alcohol? Do you have any anger issues? And he kept saying no. So when he confessed, my heart was shattered. I felt betrayed, lied to, and trust was broken. Mind you, he confessed just a little hours before going to re-engage. I was still in shock with the news when, he, when we showed up, and I didn't have any idea what was going to come out of my mouth. During closed group, that is. Uh, during our time, he shared how he put forgiveness into action by confessing. I was quiet at the time as I was still processing all the information I received. The next several days, weeks, months were hard. I did not kick Chris out of the house or bedroom. That would have been way too easy for him. I wanted him to hear me cry myself to sleep so he, could, so he too could feel the pain along with me. Psalm thirty four eighteen states, The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. We needed to sit in the mess and feel the pain before any healing could occur. Looking back, the Lord had been preparing me for this storm. While serving in regeneration, I walked with a few ladies on the topic of forgiveness after betrayal. God reminded me that forgiveness is not a feeling, but an act of the will, a choice. Ephesians 4.32 states, Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as Christ God forgave you. He showed me that forgiveness isn't about fairness. 
and that he will avenge in his own time and will. Romans 12.19 states, Do not take revenge, my friends, but leave room for God's wrath, for it is written, It is mine to avenge. I will repay, says the Lord. One Saturday morning, the Lord took me to the book of Hosea. If you have not read it, I'd encourage you to do so. It's about the life of Hosea and Gomer, which is symbolic of the relationship between God and his people. Hosea repeatedly paid for and took Gomer back, despite her rebellion and ongoing adultery. I, too, have been bought for a price and redeemed through the blood of Christ, so I can be reconciled and forgiven by our Heavenly Father, despite my rebellion. I vividly remembering Hosea 2, 14 through 15a speaking to me. Therefore, behold, I will allure her and bring her into the wilderness and speak tenderly to her. And there I will give her her back, her vineyards, and make the valley of a corridor of hope. The Lord was leading me into the wilderness, speaking tenderly to me and reminding me that someday he will give me back a vineyard, a resurrected marriage. He was providing hope. After some time sitting in the mess, praying, journaling, and seeking biblical counsel, I was able to forgive Chris. Trust, on the other hand, took some time to restore, even though Chris had found freedom in the areas of pornography and lust, materialism and lying. At times, I need to remind myself to take my thoughts captive and think the best of him. I now had a new life in Christ. My sins were confessed and forgiven by the Lord. I was thankful for this incredible new freedom and spiritual celebration in my life. God loved me so much that even in my filthiest and unlovable condition, he sent his son Jesus to die for my sins. Jesus' sacrifice ensured that my eternal salvation had been secured. In his goodness, the Lord removed the wicked desires that had enslaved me for years. Hooray for me, right? Well, yes, but what about the horrific destruction I had just inflicted on my wife? It was not fair. It was not fair that as God made me a new creation, my wife was left betrayed, confused, and in shock at the smoldering ashes of our marriage. While dating, Selena had done everything possible to protect herself from this pain. She guarded her heart. She asked me really tough questions and prayed for God to direct her steps. It was not fair that I had so ruthlessly deceived her with my lies and selfishly cheated her out of my full devotion. My heart was heavy. My heart was heavy with sorrow as I grieved over the reality of my transgressions and mourned, <clears throat> mourned the pain I caused my wife. Thankfully, God does not waste anything and used this season to draw Selene and I to him. Through his word and people, God's loving touch and healing power carefully pieced back together the tender heart I had shattered. My wife of noble character. My wife of noble character gracefully extended me forgiveness of my sins against her. In me, he produced a desire to seek his ways and to bear fruit in keeping with repentance. Both of us were encouraged and at times lovingly sharpened by God's people. God did not refuse the offering of our broken and contrite hearts as he sovereignly restored our marriage. In Ezekiel 36, 25 through 27, it states, I will sprinkle clean water on you and you will be clean. I will cleanse you from all your impurities and from all your idols. 
I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove you from your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. In reading these verses, there are several aspects of God's new covenant. A new heart, a new spirit, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, and true holiness. Because of our renewed hearts and spirits, Chris and I made a new covenant in the fall of 2017. It is, oh, well. It has taken hard conversations, prayer, a lot of crying, prayer, encouragement and accountability from others, more prayer, prayer, (laughs) forgiveness and prayer, grace, growing pains, and time wrestling with the Lord for our marriage to be resurrected. We have learned that hard times are good opportunities to sit with God while he works in us. The Lord has been faithful to lead us through the wilderness where it's unsafe and reveal that he is our safe place. When we cry out to God, he takes the bitter circumstances and sweetens them. God can be trusted to lead us to his perfect place by his perfect route in his perfect time. If this is your first time at Reengage, welcome. You are in a safe place. Know that God loves you and wants to heal and restore your marriage. I'm Chris. And I'm Celine. Thank you Thank for letting, you for letting us, us share. share.